not starting on time, dragging your feet, not what the fans come to see, flare at the wrong times, and honestly, just just not not a good performance in in general. And I'm talking about the national anthems. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest takeaway of this game. Honestly, man, like I gotta say, that was one of the strangest performances I've seen in a long time. It was giving me Fergie a, a la NBA All Star Game vibes. Like, <laughs> it was holy moly! Then the Tampa series, where I feel like they just threw out a terrible singer for the Canadian one all the time. At least you know she was bad. This one was just like, oof. Well, and remember when Florida made headlines for the guy on Pride Night who just did not know the lyrics at all? I feel like it's just them in general. They cannot get decent singers. And everyone who's there tries to make it, as a lot of people pointed out, an audition. It's not. You are not there to show up, uh, to show off. You're not there to get a record deal. That can happen if you're (laughs) releasing music on the side. But, like, I think the only one that gets a pass here is Nashville. Because they tend to bring out like some big stars to sing the anthem and even they don't embellish it like that was like, who are you? I don't care. Get the game going. <laughs> Someone won a lot of money yeah, it... over on that anthem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a right, right. And it's like there's a secret competition going for best best anthem singer or something just the way it's been going and the mariah carey type performances it's like you, you know oh. it's happening you just want to see who's going to hit the note at this point <laughs> i can't stand that note like she added a couple of them but the one at the end where that's on the free where they do the octave oh yeah oh it's so br- and canada every time oh canada oh, oh man what's with the yelling at Knight. I don't get it. I don't know, man. <laughs> Spencer Knight was a goalie, maybe to understand, but yeah, yeah. right. So um, <laughs> Phil Wilds here on Twitter replied that he was at an ECHL game in Jacksonville, and the same woman went on for at least four minutes doing the anthem. And that would have only been for just the American one. That's cool. I feel like the over-under is usually like two minutes, three, four seconds, and we're usually in there. So four minutes is insane. Mm. Uh, another good one came from Jeff Miller Chico. They need the anthem singers to referee the referees to sing the anthems because neither of them can do their jobs. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get into this eventually, but uh, yeah. Well, um, I saw you uh, saying Roscoe, like they're so they care about shootouts and overtime during the regular season and couldn't give two shits for the play of uh, the postseason. And I mean, yesterday was a big deal because the Kentucky Derby and I guess scheduling Miami Heat were playing playoffs, so Leafs weren't yeah. couldn't play in town. But damn, they take up the whole time <laughs> when they are. I don't know. So I guess the general consensus was like, why do we even do the national anthem at the beginning of these games? And I want to hear your takes on that, because I I posted it saying, you know, maybe this is an unpopular opinion because I don't know people's level of patriotism or how much even that that um, bleeds into how much they feel about the anthem at sports games. Like you can be patriotic and maybe not give a shit about it at a hockey game. So I don't know. I personally am like it. It's not an international game. Like it's not Canada versus the U.S. It's the Panthers versus the Leafs. There's players from so many different countries on both teams. I really don't get why it's representing either country because like the rest of Canada is not getting behind the Leafs. The Oilers are playing too. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like the whole country is rallying behind them. And, And it's the same for the Panthers. Like there's so many American teams. It's not like they're representing America. True. I'll be honest. I honestly have never really thought about it before. I feel like it's just a tradition thing that started and we've been doing it ever since. But yeah, now that you mention it, is there really a good reason to be doing it? Well, somebody pointed out that it started because of World War II, which is funny because we were just talking about that and the the fact that the Leafs are down 3 nothing, and that happened in 1942. But Mm -hmm. this was something that happened because (laughs) of that to to show patriotism and keep people unified and, and supporting the war effort. So now that we're in a completely different age where the world is so connected and you know, it's everybody's from everywhere and we know what's going on everywhere. I, I feel like it's just kind of a dated thing that just has stuck around because it's become tradition. I don't know. I feel like it won't be around in 20 years, but maybe I'm wrong. 
outside of sporting events and school, when else do you hear the anthem? Right? That's the thing that I don't, it's like, unless you're getting a medal or starting a sporting event, like, I, it's very strange the uses we have for national anthems now. I bet you, so, if you're to ask, sorry, Steph, if you were to ask the no, players, they would want to get rid of it because you're so jacked up. Like, you got the whole day leading up to this game, you got your warm-ups, you're all ready to go, and all of a sudden you got to wait, like, eight minutes for someone to sing two songs. You're standing on the blue line, <laughs> all you have, you're in your head, you're thinking, like, if they could do without that, I feel the players would be pretty happy. Yeah, and somebody pointed out that um, the MLB and NBA don't always televise the national anthem. Like, it's just sometimes, depending mm-hmm. on the arena, they will, and whoever's singing it, they might. Yeah, TSN, the- too. Do they sometimes not? No, whenever it's broad- broadcasted on TSN, it, they always skip the anthem. Oh, I haven't noticed that. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, like, we're out of school. Um, maybe it's that perfect time to hear it or else you'll never hear it again sort of thing. But <laughs> a lot of players, I bet, have, I don't know, these like things they have to do with the anthem. Maybe it'll screw up their overall get up to get ready for the game as well. Like if you took out the anthem completely, I think everyone would be screwed in a sense because they're so used to having it. Oh, I maybe think the opposite is ritual. I think they okay. fucking love it. You go right from warm-ups, blow that whistle, you got like 30 seconds, and then drop the puck. You don't have time to think. You don't get in your own head. You're just focused, ready to go. Now, also, because I didn't play in like lower, you know, any hockey leagues at all, so do they do this? Do they do anthems for like lower leagues? Like when do they start doing the anthem before the game? They would do it when I was in like lower leagues for bigger tournaments. In junior, they would do it as well too. But in smaller leagues, obviously it's not a thing. But yeah, for the big tournaments, they would do it. And then once you hit junior, they started doing it as well. And I always, I never liked it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I'm thinking it's also a publicity thing. Like when they have guest performances or choirs come in and they have built those partnership relationships with these organizations and I don't know, to build that kind of front. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I mean, if you want to do that, there's also like ceremonial puck drops and stuff that they can do. But I think a lot of those things, the point of it is that it all needs to happen before the game time. Like if the game is supposed to start at 730 or 7, you know, these things can't be happening at 730 or 7. They got to start 15 minutes before the game because yeah. the fact that we're sitting here for anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes, like what is going on? Why has the game not started yet? Is kind <laughs> of <weird. laughs> if, if you're watching NFL, like they kick off at one o'clock. No questions hmm. asked. It's always right on time. Oh, I wish, man. It's like they the hockey preview. <laughs> you know who's going to play. You know what time the game's going to start. Oh, it must be nice. I should switch over to football. Yeah. Right? Might have to soon. <laughs> 17 yeah. games a season? Damn. <laughs> and with that, let's talk about the Leafs. Let's do it. This is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. <sighs> okay, so we said it before, we're down 3 nothing. Last time uh, somebody came back from that, on a, in a Leaf jersey was in 1942. So that's what, 79 years? No big deal. We can do it. <sighs> Only team to do it in the final two. It's, uh, I just really, I know what you and I said in the chat, and I don't want to get swept because it would be such a lame way to go out after finally getting into the first round. But like, holy shit, guys, get it together. <sighs> the good news is that the last time a team came back from a 3 nothing deficit, it was only 2014. It was the LA Kings in the Western Conference Final. And then it happened again in 2010 with the Flyers in the Eastern Conference Final. But we want to be the fifth time in NHL history to have this happen. How crazy would it be, you know, in Leaf fashion to do it again? <laughs> I mean, like on paper, we have the horses to do it, but... These past three games have shown us that that's a fucking tough, tough uphill climb for them right now, especially like with the, like I said, the big horse is just not going. Well, it felt like the first two, they were giving everything and couldn't get through Bobrovsky. And then tonight it was like they tried to take a different approach or something and it did not work at all. 
Like they, I don't know if they were just deflated from not being able to get anything past him. Like they're just not confident anymore. They don't know what to do, but they looked lost tonight, the top six. Yeah, um, there was speculation about, you know, Geo coming out and maybe Simmons going in. And we didn't really know the lines until the game actually started because Keith was just like, here, have it all. Everyone warm up <laughs> and we'll make the decision at the end of warm up. But, you know, Shen even said after the last game, uh, he there's never been a team that, you know, went through the playoffs with ease right every team goes through adversity um he's never seen or experienced that and you know tonight just proves that again with sam sonoff going down and just the way she rolls like no power play opportunities guys <laughs> yeah that's kind of crazy that hadn't what? happened all season all playoffs like just not getting one at all when you have four shots in the first 20 23 24 minutes you have no sustained yeah. pressure it's hard to get a call like they're not putting any pressure on florida so there's no reason to incite them to take a penalty i i didn't think that maybe one or two calls got missed but i don't think it was the ref's fault tonight no and honestly they let the leaf slide with way more than they should have 100 like and i felt like they just didn't want to call one because of and i don't want to say this but fear of the backlash if they were to give like multiple power plays to Florida and just not give anything to Toronto. Like if it's in the last 10 minutes there where there was that hooking call that they were just like, whatever, like I, I can't call this right now because we're looking for something for Toronto and there's just nothing. There is no way, shape or form that this loss is on the refs. No, like, they did not lose no. this game for them. This wasn't on goaltending for the Leafs. This wasn't on the refs. This wasn't on the depth not showing up. Like, unfortunately, it was the same thing that happened in years past where it's just the the core couldn't get it done for 60 complete minutes. It was a sparse maybe 12 to 15 in the third period, and that was not enough to win a game. Yeah, everyone came into tonight, you know, scared shitless because Wes McCauley and Dan O'Rourke were on the ice tonight. And the uh, the good news about that was that the home teams in the postseason so far have been 0-5 with Wes on the ice. But unfortunately, now he's 1-5. And, and the Leafs, you know, the stats are horrible with them too. Like 0-8 in playoffs. But you're absolutely right, guys. Like this could have been... 100 plus penalty minute type game if they called every little thing or you just put the whistle in the pocket and we end up with four penalty minutes throughout the entire game tonight <laughs> so my, I don't know. my only gripe with the refs it's not even the refs it's the linesman i think they missed two blatant offsides in overtime that resulted in uh, offensive faceoffs for florida neither resulted in goal but i think it would have shifted the game and that's the only like true gripe i had with them Maybe Morgan Riley's call, but even that's pretty close. Okay, so let's look at something that worked tonight. Um, for some reason, the most productive people on the entire Leafs lineup were the ones that were the the solo two lineup. The, the, <laughs> the last two in the 11 and 7, Sam Lafferty and David Camp. Oh my God, it didn't matter who was with them. They were the hungriest guys out there tonight. They were the only ones that were making smart plays to actually clear the zone, making short passes and carrying it out instead of whipping it to the center ice and hoping somebody's there. The amount of times I even saw Marner just make these Hail Mary passes when, you know, you've already had nine turnovers. It's like what? Not the time and place to do it. So Lafferty and Camp, I found, were very effective in being able to carry the puck out, especially with Nylander on that line. Like, I got to give it to those guys. They were really carrying it and managed to... Uh, I mean, I know Camp didn't score that second goal, but had it not gone off of one of the uh, whoever it was in front of the, the Panthers net there, he would have put it in. Yeah, I love the game that they played. And typically, if your fourth line plays that great, usually you are going to win. However, when they outplay every other line to like a huge degree, that's a massive, massive problem. Like they cannot be your best players in a game where you're down to nothing. They just cannot happen. So, like, kudos to them, but yeah, I think that's more of a reflection on the rest of the team than it is those guys. Yeah, and, like, I tweeted out saying, you know, how are they the best guys in the ice? And everyone's like, oh, because they're hungry. I'm like, no, I'm not saying they're bad by any means. I'm saying even on their best night, they should not be the best players on the Leafs. Like, there's no Never. way. Uh, but, I mean, they were. It's great to see, and I'm glad somebody was carrying the weight there. But somebody has to pick up some of the slack at some point. Nobody did. 
I think to start off the game, you know, the leaves were absolutely buzzing. Like, it's so nice to see them score on the first shot that gets on net as well. I mean, Matthews was off the post and another shot off Barkov's sit stick. And like less than or just over two minutes into the first, you have a two on one with Camp and Lafferty. And if you watch the replay here, it was all Lafferty um, getting the puck off the boards, passing it to Riley, Kerfoot, and then shooting it up the ice and creating this two-on-one. Man, just the feelings and the emotion off of this, I was like, damn, they they learned from last game. Like, this this, this is great. And they were cycling the puck in the first period. I thought, you know, Leafs won this period. They, they got mm-hmm. this, you know? And second period comes, and I'm like, fuck, what happened on that Duclair play? Like, literally a shot straight down Centerville from Ekblad, like nobody home. I mean, Leafs are on the PK here, but why is Duclair left all alone at the blue line and no one's really on him? Like, it's just too many stupid mistakes. Oh, God. Yeah, for as offensively effective as Gustafson was tonight, he had a lot of defensive lapses. There were a lot of turnovers and just, you know, misses at the blue line that ended up in uh, back in their zone that I think caused one of the goals and a couple passes that went awry. It just, yeah, man, it was tough. Like, he was great offensively tonight, which is, you know, what you bring him in for. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess the pairing with him was not great because he uh, he got left alone a lot. Yeah, uh, I found uh, Anthony Duclair tonight. It was the Duke show. I mean, he was the one who got caught on that two on one on the first play, and then he scores the next goal. And then he had he was um, he had the highest amount of shots to end the first two periods. The guy was all over the place, and I'm like, damn, Nylander was trying. I found, but he's still not using his body. He's still floating around like. Like not, he's afraid to get in between players. It seems, and the all Florida has to do is just crush him, right? Like just crush the puck off of him, and I don't know, mm-hmm. open it up. And to your point about like Duclair and the mistakes that the D made, like he was hanging out on our blue line, so it obviously spread them out. Oh, there was yeah. one player, there was Hall, and he just let him get right behind him, and obviously it changes the game plan. But you got to be aware of someone who's behind you at that point, and it was a huge problem for the whole game. Yeah, he obviously saw a hole and took advantage of it for the entire game. Uh, a hole. <laughs> yeah, Duclair almost had another one in the first period, but thank God Luke Shen was there to lift his stick and not tap it in on the doorstep. Oh, my God. And then, you know, stupid little things. Just even the Ryan O'Reilly pass straight oh, to Kachuk in the third Still period. It's like, him. guys, mm-hmm. like... Are you looking with your eyes? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, and even Marner, anytime he was covering for the D was rough tonight. It was him and, and Willie, like under the same thing you were saying with him, where you're just afraid to uh, to get into the plays and just getting crunched. I found Marner was the same tonight. Was he just... was afraid to take the big hit. And if he had the puck, usually like a hash marks to our icing line too, he would circle back and like try and make a play. And he got caught three or four times doing that where he lost the puck. And it just created you know, two or three shifts where Florida was just cycling and dominating our end. And that's something you can't do. Like, if you have to ice it, ice it, chip it off the boards, flick it all the way down, like, do what you have to do, but you can't keep losing the puck there. And especially from the top of the circle to the blue line, the gap control was so fucking brutal. Florida was able to cruise in. There was always a straggler coming in. They'd come in with speed. And that was the story of the whole game. Like, they just had speed in our end. They dominated. And yeah, yeah. It's brutal defensive play. Yeah. Yeah. The Leafs, you know, I thought they figured it out on this Eric Gustafson goal scoring off the rush. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. they finally break out the puck from their own end. JT gets it to Yarncroke, who feeds it to Willie, enters the zone, find Gus rushing in for the shot with Camp on the doorstep for insurance. Luckily, it goes off Mark Stahl's stick and in. But, like, guys, this is what you need to do. Go on the rush, get the play cycling, or just shoot the fucking puck. Try and get the rebound, the dirty plays. All goals count. So it, it, it was like they were afraid to shoot or everything was getting blocked like crazy. It's like off the leg, off the mm-hmm. stick, and go the other way or nobody home for the rebound. It, it was just like they were a step behind on every play. 
Yeah, and Bobrovsky's really good about directing rebounds. Like anything mm-hmm. that came off of him that was a decent rebound by the looks of it, there was nobody there. Like he knew exactly where he was putting them. Uh, there was mm-hmm. one that the, the broadcasters pointed out where Bunting was out in front of the net. And the way that Bobrovsky comes out right beside him so that even if there is a rebound, there's no space for Bunting to do anything with it. Like he's he, he really just turned into playoff mode. There's a reason yeah. he's earning that money. And he, he hasn't showed it in a long time, but of course here he is. But if you think about it, like the Leafs had to face Vasilevsky in the first round, right? What was their game plan? Get it deep, cycle, get it to the point, maybe get it to your wingman, back to the other point, get the screenshot, deflection, rebound, tip in, or a clean shot. They scored so many goals on Vasilevsky doing that, and they're just not doing that type of play right now. Like they have no sustained pressure in the offensive zone, no cycle game. And when they're not getting those type of point shots, it's hard to score on Bob because he's seen all these shots. Like he's, he can line up, he can come out of the crease. It's they're really, really getting away from that. Yeah. Leafs were dumping the puck a ton for a team who were like, they weren't winning the battles. Like no. it, mm-hmm. it was just dump, dump, dumped. I felt like I was watching 2017 Leafs at one point, you know, just the dump and chase play. And you're like, Oh fuck, they dumped it again. They dumped it in again. Yeah. Like someone yeah. carry this thing in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> and if you dump and retrieve, that's fine. But if you keep dumping and not retrieving, and then you're like hot two men deep, exactly, that's a, that's a massive problem. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, kudos to some of the defensemen who were who were jumping in to help fight it out of the boards there when it seemed like nobody else was going to. But again, yeah. that's when you saw Marner go and take the point, and he wasn't playing the best there. So it was it was kind of like a a bit of good, a bit of bad. I do got to say, though, uh, even though Samsonov went down, unfortunate injury tonight, the guy was perfect in net. He didn't let anything go through in this first period. And I thought the Leafs, you know, they were on a, a uh, it was going well for them. I thought the second period was going to be mm-hmm. great. And unfortunately, 30 seconds, 37 seconds into the second, it's our own damn players crashing in. Shin taking out Sammy, trip, getting tripped. Oh, my God. Hope he's okay. We don't know. Beaner suggested it was a dislocated shoulder. I hope not. Knock on wood. Um, I thought it was the hamstring around the Same. post. And Saturday, uh, yesterday during practice, it was reported that Samsonov had – he kept – he was seen grabbing his left side and this was his left leg tonight and he was also witness breaking a stick in practice and Mm -hmm. also just bashing it on the crossbar uh after two times he let in a goal so i'm like damn was something lingering too i mean it totally not his fault in the second this is uncontrollable but just the worst time right (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not like they can go to wall. I mean, you can, but it's just, it's such a crazy time to go to somebody that's so young. Like the, you kind of have to ride Sammy at this point and it sucks that he's hurt and he came into yeah. the game obviously with something uh, nagging him. So, you know, what do we do from here? The report is I that do. Murray is skating again. You don't, you got to go with wall. I think he played a pretty great game today. He's been great in the stretch for them at the end of the season. I don't like the way he played that last goal. I think he should have been in the butterfly. He should have had his paddle down and went right through the middle of his legs, obviously. His stick was two feet from the fucking ground. However, (laughs) he is a reliable goaltender. And just putting in Murray, like, he's so cold. You don't know what he's going to bring right now. And and goaltending is not the problem right now. It's scoring. Scoring is the problem. Like, the first two games, we should have scored so many more goals. Uh, Bob Rowski's, like, goals above average was ridiculous. Yeah. And if you start scoring, that eliminates all these things. We shouldn't be relying yeah. on goaltenders to steal this the series. Well, no, and that was the story the whole time was they just need above 900 goaltending. It doesn't matter who it is. That's not what's going to carry this team through. If they yes. can play offensively like they were in the first two games and get that amount of shots and get the high danger shots on him again and just get something fucking past him. They're going to go in eventually. Is, exactly. So... It's just frustrating that they weren't on tonight, like at all. Nobody was giving what they were the first two games. Uh, Doug Leaf fan on Twitter actually asks, uh, Murray start in game four. So we did see Kyle Dubas give him the nudge that he was technically the emergency backup goalie, just in case. But I I agree with you, Sadi. No, no, no. I mean, this is why we have him. 
we have him for playoffs, but is not ready. Like I'm not ready for some soft Murray bullshit right now. <laughs> like I'm, I, my heart cannot take it. Wall has been playing. He and AHL's top goalie, yes, but the brick wall. I mean, considering the score tonight, he stood on his freaking head, especially in the third and OT. There, like he's doing well. It's the offense and the defense. Like we yeah. just need a score. <laughs> If he lets in like three on 10 or three and 12, he's gone. It's going to be a pretty short leash, but I, I don't see a world in which we start Murray. I don't think mm-hmm. he starts, but I mean, he's going to be on the bench. I assume. I don't think they're going to, eh, oh, yeah. unless he's super really short leash. not well enough. It seems like they're going to, they're going to go with Murray on the bench and not call up Shalgren. So we'll see. There's three days to uh, tell the yeah. next game, which is True. to our favor. Um, I feel like if Samsonov is good to go, he's in no matter what, if he 100%. gives the okay. But at the same time, it's like it's do or die, right? Do you put Murray in the final chance as a leaf, perhaps, or go with Wall or Sammy? Ah. <laughs> Because it's do or die. It's literally do or die now. I hate to freaking say it. I don't even want to think about it. We're going to go to game seven if it happens. And that's it. No more excuses. Okay. So lineup wise, they went 11 and seven tonight. What do you guys want to see from uh, Keith as far as who he puts out for the next game? Oh, but it's, it's hard, right? Like we, I was happy with tonight's lineup. To be honest, like I thought tonight was great in that aspect and being able to rotate Nylander through the lines and, you know, give a different combination and short shifts with the core. But they have to find a way to win these puck battles and get to the puck first and cycle the puck. Which they have. It's just that when the pressure's on, it's it's hot and too hot to handle. I think you go seven defensemen again and short on the forwards. I don't love the idea of playing Hall 20 minutes. I would consider maybe putting Lily back in for Gustafson. But other than that, I think the lineups aren't going to change very much, I don't think. That's kind of what I was feeling I, to a T. I don't really love the fact that Hall's in, but I don't know how else you run the 11-7. and seven. He's yeah. not been playing great in the playoffs. It's nothing against the guy, and I'm not trying to be ragging on him again. It's just he has not had a great playoff run. Uh, so... Gustafson again had a good offensive night, but bad defensively. And if they need to just shore up the defense so that the uh, the forwards can spend their time trying to score, then you know maybe it is bring Lily back in for uh, for Gus. The glaring, I really appreciate. The ahead. glaring thing is Geo playing under eight minutes. Like this guy needs to be better. He is better than this. Granted, you know he's a little long in the tooth and everything, but. He can bring so much more than what he has been lately. And that's, I think, what's really missing, shoring up the defensive end right now. 100%. He's minus seven in the playoffs. Uh, right. He's addressed it every, he's a, addressed it every time with the media. This guy's pissed, right? Like, he's so unhappy with his play right now. And, you know, I got to say tonight, I was happy Justin Hall was in, even though that breakaway he could have cut off. uh, He didn't take the center slot, right? Like, he always turns the wrong way, it seems, when he's one-on-one with a guy and then leaves a whole lane open. But he led the team tonight with blocks. I mean, at this point, we need all of the blocks we can get. It's It feels like a blocking battle and then whoever gets the loose puck has the best opportunity to rush off and score it seems like i don't know we need the blocks and justin hall is in for me next game but that's why you have 7d right your top four of brody shen riley and mccabe solid right other three you need to rotate who's playing well you use hall on penalty kills because he's great on the penalty kill but you can't be playing in five on five he was on the ice for the last minute of regulation like that just that that's how happen. much they trust him i don't know when you have shannon when you have mccabe who's been playing so well when you have brody and right like it just doesn't make sense that when you're trying to uh, i don't know i guess you don't want to let a goal in at the end but fuck unfortunately shen tonight you know one of those power plays for florida was his fault two giveaways four hits thank you very much but one block i don't know we need more from everyone like get in position get the rebound dirty plays like anything anything 
<laughs> I'm trying yeah. not to get the emotion to get the best of me, but Florida, six-game win streak now. Uh, what a way yeah. to sneak into this playoffs and slay the Boston Dragon, and now it's us. But, so I just, you know, we're not counting ourselves out. No, like we're not. All of Leafs Twitter has done already. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone is already off. counting out the Leafs. Yeah. But because like we do have the horses to come back, and all it has to take is just one game at a time. If we win one, you put a little bit of doubt in the Florida. You win two, they're back on their heels. Offensively, mm-hmm. on paper, we do have the better team. We have the better chances through the first three games, despite today. And, and you know, it's so cliche. Like it's a Bill Belichick thing. Just on to the next game, one game at a time. But I really, I don't know, if they win one, there's a chance. For sure. For sure. And they have to keep pushing and ride that momentum and all pucks to the fucking net. <laughs> like, j- just anything, everything to the net. Even if there's a bunch of asses in front, tonight it went off somebody's ass. Like, <laughs> you just need to get it to the net. And I mean, we won the faceoff dot 61% tonight. No power play opportunities, which really hurt, right? Like, the Leafs were banking on Florida to come out gunning and blazing, crashing around the boards, hopefully getting a ton of calls our way, but that didn't happen tonight. So this five-on-five play, man, just maintaining possession, which kills me because before the game, they went over the ozone stat of possession, and the Leafs are over double the time of the Panthers. Yeah, what about Ugh. going thirteen and one on the dot though? That's insane. Again, this this one dude can't carry the series though. But fuck, it's so sick that he's playing so well. And way for him to show up. I mean, Camp hasn't been a super noticeable this playoff series or even last this, round. I was gonna say this season. He's season, kind of been, yeah. yeah, playoffs anyways. But man, Nylander hasn't scored since game two of round one. Um, it's been a while for Ryan O'Reilly as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just goals win you the games and Gio said it himself. Like it doesn't have to be pretty. It just needs to go in. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Um, I know it's a little early, but let's just go through our questions here. Um, So from Julian Aubrey, we got uh, team hit the golf course after round one. Guess we all do the same. Huge changes in the offseason. Best chance of a run at the cup and they failed the show. Enough is enough. I am not going there yet. No, we are not talking about anything until the season's over. Uh, Alan Peterson, why was Hall suited up tonight? Like we said, because he blocks shots. He kills penalties. He's good defensively. You need to switch it up. You lost two games in a row. Yeah, and coming into tonight, you we I expected anyways a shit ton of penalties to be handed out, and Hall could have been incredibly useful on these PKs, which, you know what, he was. He did block an awesome shot on that first PK, and I don't know, I Hall needs to be there right now, and I don't care who hates me for this, but no, he and needs to be in right question. now. Like, Leafs fan base, just calm down a little bit. The extremism is giving me whiplash. It's... Yeah. You win all oh, these guys are the best team of all time. Let's sign Dubis to a hundred year deal. They lose. Oh, let's fucking get rid of everybody. It's over. These guys are terrible. Like it's kind of embarrassing. Just breathe a little bit. Well, you know who the biggest uh Leaf fan in the Star Wars universe is? Starth Vader and only Sith deal in absolutes. So you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are no Siths. Man, just it's Leafs forever, not Leafs when they win. Honestly, it's not oh. over. Yeah, that's the sorry. Title. It's and think just about the journey that we've been on, right? Like this team has matured so much in the last five years. If they're who we think they are, they're going to win a game. Hopefully, they win another one, and they're going to show us what they're made of. And if not, then we will deal with it afterwards. But give them the chance. They finally got over the hump of winning the first round. Their backs against the wall. They've never faced adversity like this in the second round. So let's see what they can do. Let's not count them out just yet. And the Leafs came back from a 4-1 deficit in the first round to the Tampa Bay Lightning with less than 10 minutes left of play. So 
anything is possible here. Everyone counted them out in the first round, you know, during that game. They Mm -hmm. literally sent their phones packing, you know, already got out their golf clubs. I'm like, okay, have fun on the course, bud. I'll be out here cheering for our Leafs because we bleed blue. And that's it. Like, it's freaking embarrassing. Sorry, this is my personal opinion, but it's embarrassing to see, like, the immediate jump off the bandwagon after a game three loss. Like, guys, this is a seven game series for a reason. Okay, if you want to jump off the bandwagon after four, four games, then that's your own prerogative. But for now, we still have another game to play. You have to go shift by shift, win each shift, and keep pushing. Sorry. <laughs> Next one, Mikey D. Do you go eleven and seven in the next game? Yes, as we 100%. answered. Uh, yes. Ryan Willie, shout out. Uh, can we skip to game four, please? Seventy-two hours is too long. Agreed. Fair, fair. but we need little... the time for Sammy to recover. Sorry. Here's a fun little point about going um, seven and eleven. Why don't we introduce Connor Timmins into the series instead of Gustafson? Please. Please. He's much more reliable. Oh he's not going to give you the flashy offense like us that's in camp, but he's also not going to make the glaring mistakes that he makes in his own end. I noticed with Gustafson, he always catches the pass, waits, and then takes the shot. Like, I would love him to just slap that freaking puck and not let anyone set up, you know? Like, I feel like the Leafs are really hesitant on the play, and they just need to give her. <laughs> just do it like you know like just take the shot don't think like just i know there's a lot of bodies in front but it might go off someone's freaking ass like we've been saying yeah because like to your point when you're waiting someone gets in your lane you block a shot your forwards are deep the florida panthers have three forwards pressing the d so it's obviously an automatic rush right from there and it, it did happen a lot it looks like the leafs were playing on the pk and it was five on five like just the way the panthers hemmed them in into their own zone Man, like, I understand the frustration, Leafs Nation, okay? Like, after witnessing that and the core, but one day at a time, one shift at a time. It might be one more time, but no, we believe. Sorry. (laughs) Chris Roche, is it time to blow up the core after the season? They don't have the heart to uh, or drive to win four straight. We will talk about that if it comes time to talk about that. Let's talk about Well, one of our players... Yeah, and one of our players still has the heart, okay? <laughs> but you know I didn't really think Matthew's played that bad. He's hit so many posts this series. His two-way play has been excellent. Like, he's carrying Marner right oh, now. I don't, I don't, mm. like, the, the hate he's getting right now, I feel, is completely unwarranted. Although, I think he can take it up to another level and dominate offensively. At least he's playing yes. really good defensively. True. Yeah, I kind of give him a, a bit of a pass. There was a crazy takeaway he had tonight. Like he was covering for the D a lot. People that got by them and, you know, someone pulls the puck back to try to get around the D and they don't notice that Matthews is right behind them yeah. and he'll steal it from them. He's great at that. I think it's just because Drysaddle's got so many goals and, you know, McDavid's dominating too that they're just looking for him to do the same. And it's like they're they're playing a different game this year. It's just the other guys need to support him a little more and, and generate some offense because, I mean, outside of a couple little plays, Willie, Tavares, and Marner were – pretty absent tonight exactly that yeah and sorry guys it's just frustrating because you witness matthews doing what he does he got hit in the wrist tonight with a puck he could have been easily done right even achari getting it right in the middle of his hand um there hasn't been many opportunities for Matthews to do what he does best and break out and deke people. Like he's spending majority of his shifts chasing the puck around and playing in his own zone, blocking shots. Like there, he's barely has any ice. And when he does, he has like three Panthers on him. Like like, he's not getting ice has Marner opened up for him. Like he hasn't done anything to help Matthews. Nobody has this guy's fucking driving the whole line. And he's carrying these fucking clowns with him. Then they the finally get a face insane. off. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry, Sadi. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> but they finally get a face off and immediately it gets out of the zone. And you're just like, what the hell? Like another missed opportunity or they ice the puck again. The overtime, the first minute, icing, icing, icing party. Oh my God. And it's just face off after face off in your own zone. You so know what's crazy is that's not the first time they've done that this season. 
Remember that time where they iced it, where Willie iced in it? In Tampa, they iced it at shitload too, yeah. But when they went into overtime that one time where Willie iced it three times on one shift, mm-hmm. like right when they started, like this is a habit they have. Like they get stuck and they just dump it down. Again, my granted, yeah. Lafferty beat one of those. It shouldn't have been icing, but so. I feel the refs missed two pretty clear offsides too that would have changed it. But that doesn't matter. You play with no. what happens, and yeah, yeah, what happens sucked. <laughs> well, I have a question from Optimism in this day and age at Steve Steele twenty three. Do you think Dubis can fix the pens? <laughs> Fuck off with this! Right <laughs> again, we're not. Ta- I'm not Just- talking. I'm not indulging this whatsoever. I refuse. Well, we're gonna hear it. We're gonna hear it. Oh, Incoming we're gonna hear- leaf jokes for the yep. next forty eight every- hours. It's all it's gonna be in talk radio. Everything is doom and gloom, doom and gloom. These guys gotta blow it up, blow it up, and they're gonna win a game. It's gonna be like, oh, do you believe? Do you believe? <laughs> Yeah, Boston fans were saying Leafs in four. Now they are on the, you know, Leafs getting swept boat. And I don't know. It's always going to be the Leafs against the rest of the world the hardest way possible. So bring it. Oh, yeah. One of my friends has already completely changed our group chat from uh, Leafs Nage to uh, Oilers Wagon. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Good for you. Oh, that's that's uh, the last question I had. I have to check my Discord, but oh, Seattle scores opens the scoring in the second period. It is one nothing. Let's go, Seattle. Jordan uh, Eberle. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure McCann's team. still out. Oh my god! So we have one from Seventh Swordsman Seven. Are we doing it? Is it one that like? We're actually going to answer. Well, it's here. Well, they let's they ask us. I didn't see a lot from your big guns in a must win. Most of you, most of that you could say was Florida's play on them and that the real fault was with the Leafs is Keefe. Getting out coached, he needed to get players freed up. And why is he reading the lineup card before games? It's embarrassing, I'm assuming. I don't know. There's a lot of hate for Keith right now saying that he's mis- mishandling this lineup and coaching the games, like pretty much pinning the fault on Keith on how he's been handling, rolling out the lines, maybe not putting Matthews and Nylander together after the first or second period. What do you guys think about that? I don't know. He's been juggling lines a lot and running the seven. You get to play around with where other people are like I I don't know. I feel like he's done well with what he's got. There's a couple choices that have been interesting. Like we mentioned Hall being out there for the last minute is yeah. a choice. Uh, there were some some similar decisions in the Tampa series where there were people out there for the last minute that shouldn't have been in opportunities where the Leafs are trying mm-hmm. to score. He instead goes defensive. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I don't think Keefe has done an awful job. I don't think so either. I thought he's done some pretty good line juggling. I like the 11-7 thing that he's doing. He's not out there getting no shots. Like when Gustafson and Camp have three shots and that's your most on the team and everyone else only has two or less. Jesus. Facts. Your star players have to be your star players at the end of the day. He's given them opportunities to play with a whole bunch of guys and nothing has clicked. So I don't don't like him playing Hall in the last minute, but I also don't think this is his fault. No, exactly. And as far as coaching goes, like when you've got those stars, like how much can you, how much are you really doing that's affecting whether they score or not? Like how much of an impact can, how much of a detriment can he be to their game that they're not scoring? Mm -hmm. It's not him shying away from taking a hit to make a play out. That's on the players. Like he, I, I honestly don't believe this is his fault. No. Me either, honestly. Like, you guys are right. What more can you do besides mix up the top six? I mean, it, maybe Nylander would have activated with Matthews there. Who knows? But to blame the entire postseason on Keefe, I think that's yeah. too much. Too much. Yeah. Heist going to just took a, a shot to the face and went to the dressing room. <laughs> that sucks. Man, a lot of... Uh... A lot of gruesome shots to the face in this uh, playoff run so far. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so where do we go from here? 
kind just, of regroup. Uh, just get back to what you've been doing all season. This is a team who has always been great on the breakout. They've been a cycling team. Their horses have been their horses, and that's not what's been happening in this, this series. So <laughs> your best guys got to be your best guys because on paper, Toronto's best players are much better than Florida's best players, and it just hasn't been the case yet. Yeah, the fact that you got danced on by Anthony Duclair, I mean, no knock on him, but it's like he can't look like the best guy on the ice when you're paying $40 million for the guys you are. Like He can't, and, Cam, just and a- Lafferty cannot be the best players in blue and white. It just cannot happen. 100%. And our friend Mike the Fanatic, um, you know, sums it up right here with a comment. Um, I'm probably too late, but why? That's my question. Why do the big boys perform like this over and over and over again when their backs are against the wall? This fan base gives them everything. And in return, we that get that kind of effort. I'm feeling quite low right now. And you know, we're allowed to feel these emotions. We don't have the answers. I wish we knew why, but it's just an endless battle wondering why. So I feel you, Mike, but still belief it is not over just And like yet. to your point, I disclude Matthews from this. Again, he can be better offensively. He should be dominating a bit more. But the stuff he's been doing defensively and like team-wise, I think he has been pulling his weight. Everyone else, you got to step it up. Yep. Agreed. 100%. Everyone. It's do or die. That's it. And the thing that pisses me off the most, you know, if it comes to that, we're never going to see this same roster together again. Like a lot of people need contracts. The bottom six, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on with Murray, Samsonov, right? Like we want to keep this team together, make it far. And you just got to give it all out. So do we see Timmins? Do we see Murray? Like, we'll see what happens. But, man, just have to stay positive. 2 nothing, Seattle. Wow. Wow. I can't believe this team. Sorry, but it's just... It's- they're, they're such a team. Like, they roll four lines all the time. They're constantly attacking. They're very, very fast. These guys are great on the attack. They're, they're a really hard team to play against. No real superstars or anything, but just a quality team. Speaking of fast and hard to play against, on the other uh, coast, New Jersey winning eight to four over Carolina, a team that very rarely gives up more than two or three goals ever. Rob Rindemore is going to do a five-hour workout tomorrow morning and just fucking have an aneurysm (laughs) over this. (laughs) He's pissed. Man, after watching the Hurricanes demolish them, on Friday, 6-1. I did not expect this 8-4 score. <laughs> like, they looked very bad, guys. Like, really bad. So, the Leafs just have to adjust just like the Devils. Like, they adjusted against the Rangers. They came back from... Were they, were they 3-0 or 3-1-2? Right? Like, it's so possible. I'll give one so positive possible. to the boys tonight. I thought they really, really nullified Kachuk tonight. That guy was pretty much a non-factor for almost the whole game. And, and if you keep that going forward to you should that's like that's a winning recipe. You just have the other guys gotta step up a bit. Yeah, they've also been able to do the same with uh Gudis. And like we talked about that in the last one where he's pretty much been turned into the hitty instead of the hitter. <laughs> like they've really been yeah. able to neutralize him. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, it just sucks that down the line, like you know, the third, second, third line matchups, I guess defensively, you end up having, uh, you know, Reinhardt, Duclair, Bennett, or whoever it is out there, and, and mm-hmm. those guys have been able to sneak through, and have kind of been the difference makers for uh, for Florida. Gudis looks like a caveman with his scruffy long beard now. Oh my god, he looks frightening. But even we were saying in the Discord. Um, bunting with his murder eyes oh my god i'm glad nothing too crazy went down but i mean getting choked several times or headlong guy who can step it up a little fucking bit like don't be so afraid be a little nastier like you are a nasty player that's that's how you succeed like you're you know not dirty or anything but like you got to be chippy you got to be hard to play against and right now he's like vanilla ice cream soft (laughs) all of them fucking tenpai all of them, man. Yeah, like fucking just, 10 fly, bud. Uh, Lafferty, though, tonight, big props to him. I thought he had an epic game, probably one of the best of his 
leaf career um just yeah. how he was on the ball how hungry he was for the puck oh my god that bald so beauty <laughs> you guys think we can take the next game yes yeah i mean and then send it back to toronto it's just fuck the home games haven't been good i was hoping the away <laughs> no, game would do it oh but, my god it's three nothing seattle oh my god <laughs> oh my god too. This team is crazy. Eberle, then Wenberg, and who's the Dallas next has one? a real Robertson problem right now, too. He's only scored two goals this playoff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Who's this? Um, Carson Soucy. First career postseason goal. Uh, Kaprizov, Kirill the Thrill, was a complete ghost during their first round. So that's why Minnesota is also out of the playoffs. But. Wednesday, oh, guys. Susie just beat Ottinger five hole, like just Ooh. rushed in. Oh my god! Like in. Oh, that's a bad one for Otty. Ottinger with uh, NHL record numbers last postseason. Uh, remember him and uh, uh, Markstrom battling it out, and mm-hmm. oh my god, that was an like epic, epic battle. Three goals on thirteen shots. It's brutal. Okay, so um, what's uh, do we want to do a um, start one, bench one, cut one? I feel we sure. should. Yeah, we should. Okay, what uh, what I don't have one. What realm should we delve into? And I'll, I'll pick one quick. I thought you had one up your sleeve. No, I can do it uh... quick though. I'm highly unprepared for this. <laughs> no, we got this. We got this. Um. Okay, we did pizza pizzas last time. Oh, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. Okay. Movie franchises. All right. Okay. What you got? Um, Star Wars, um, Harry Potter, and um, what's another longish one? Lord of the Rings. No, one that's like more than a trilogy. Um, more than Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even compared. Well. Um, I don't know. Good question. Well, if it's going to be this way, this is very easy for me. We could do but... Twilight. I was just thinking maybe. Twilight, Harry Potter, and Star Wars. Easy go um cut star wars sorry fans i've never watched star wars before so that's just an immediate cut i know it hurts to hear never have i ever it's the best thing ever (laughs) um then you gotta start wait what are the other ones harry potter and what twilight start harry potter and bench twilight (laughs) easy by you sadie Ooh, this is tough. I do have a Harry Potter tattoo on my ankle. <laughs> uh, do you have a Star Wars one? No, I don't. Not yet. It's terrible. Fuck it. I'm starting Star Wars. The first three movies are fantastic. Almost unbeatable. The three after that are pretty good. The three after that were super shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're cutting Twilight because know, I think the three or four in between or whatever. And... Uh, Thanks for the warning. Are all terrible. The first movie is not too bad, but the acting is just disgusting. And it's weird because Robert Pattinson and uh, I can't remember her name right now. The actress are amazing actors right now, like top notch, but they're absolutely terrible in those movies. And he hated it and playing then, in that and then movie. Harry Potter, you know, let's just slide right down in the middle. Those are pretty great. Other than one or two movies, I usually bang them out once a year, but nice. Yeah, Star Wars. You gotta go Star Wars. Okay, this is actually harder than I thought it was going to be, and I've had to think about it this whole time. I'm going to, because I've been Start playing Twilight? so much. No, I've been playing so much um, Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, and, God, like, me too. They're going to start the new series and everything, and like I grew up on those movies. I got to, regardless, fuck J.K. Rowling, but I'm sticking, I'm going to go Star Wars, or not Star Wars, sorry, Harry Potter, I'm going to start. I'm going to 
bench Twilight because I love hate watching those movies. <laughs> they are so fantastically horrible. My girlfriend nothing makes me watch hits, once a year. Nothing hits harder than supermassive black hole in that baseball game. That yes. is, <laughs> the running in somebody? that movie is so stupid. <laughs> I can't stand that fast. It's thing. so funny. They're like getting pulled on a treadmill. Uh, have you ever seen the the clips where people like take the blue filter off of it and it just looks like a shitty student film? Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact: we also that worked author with the stunt supervisor is... who did those movies. Oh, yeah. she has been the only other Stephanie I've seen spell her name the same way I do, and that's rare, super that's why rare. Why are you cutting Star Wars then? I'm cutting Star Wars because of how much Disney has diluted it and all the things that I just cannot keep up with. And they're making it harder to be a fan of Star Wars. Like, oh, I grew up being a fan of it and I have felt like overwhelmed and unable to keep up with the amount of stuff that comes out. Like, I've barely gotten into the Mandalorian. Oh, my God, it's for nothing Seattle. I've barely gotten (laughs) into the Mandalorian. Uh, there's like the, I haven't seen all of the side movies. I don't think I saw, um, Lando Calrissian and fucking Han Solo movie. Um, I didn't see the Obi-Wan. There's like Rogue all One's these. Pretty good. I saw Rogue One. It was good. That was probably the last new one I saw. And it's like, yeah, oh, shit. I'm like it's a thousand hours behind. <laughs> I feel like Harry Potter overall is the better series, but the first three movies of Star Wars, they can't be topped. Oh, they're fantastic. Okay. That's that's why it's so hard for me to cut it. It's just because of like three movies out of what's now feels like 15 and a bunch yeah. of series and the animated shows. And now there's Young Jedi. It's oversaturated. And, yeah. What's wow. hilarious, though, is there's the new Netflix or sorry, not Netflix. I guess Disney Plus animated um, series of Young Jedi. So it's like all the younglings in school and everyone's like, doesn't that end with Vader? Killing them all, though? Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> fun fact about Harry Potter, too. I heard HBO signed on to do seven uh, seven seasons, one for each book. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of what I was I was mentioning. Like, there's a series coming. So I'm interested to see who they end up casting because it is, like, redoing the original story. It's not, yeah. you know, oh, we're going to fucking now it's more of the universe you got to follow. Like, I think no. they kind of... The, the Fantastic Beast didn't do as well as they thought it would. And I think they learned their lesson that people don't want to expand the universe. I think it's just going to be about like going back and maybe doing it again for the next mm-hmm. generation. Because it's crazy that it's been fucking almost 25 years since the first one came out now. Yeah. I have another start one, bench one, cut one if we have time. Yeah, we have time. Okay. Start one, bench one, cut one. Subway, Mr. Sub. Or firehouse subs. Oh, this is a good one. Rip quiz yeah. house. There's like none of them left anymore. No, I know. I never see them. So, and fun I had fact, firehouse house today. Fun fact: Before we get into this, did you guys know what what happened with Quiznos? No. no. So tell us. Um, Quiznos was basically a pyramid scheme, or is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it was the whole business model was set up that they make profits by selling ingredients to the stores so you buy the quiznos as a franchisee and you have to buy all of your ingredients and everything from the quiznos warehouse and head office and that's actually how the company makes its money so it's like it's like you're basically um it's a pyramid scheme like you are only making money by having to offload what quiznos has offloaded to you and they have already cashed it wow so they left all their franchisees out to dry and so when all these places went belly up quiznos was like eh, we got our money though so that's why there's not many of them left. Wow, interesting. Yeah, it's fucking The more crazy. you know. Damn. All right, anyway. start it off, Steph. Me? Okay. Well, you proposed it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all day, every day, Canadian classic. We are starting Mr. Sub. Whoa, 16 different Seattle Kraken players have scored this postseason. Yeah, Hell they're a good yeah. man. That's an Just like the lines. regular season. 20, at least six players with 20 plus goals, uh, comparable to the winning St. Louis Blues team. Solid tender. Man. Yeah. Wild. Okay. But Start one, bench we're, one. We're always starting Mr. Sub. It is my go to. I feel like Canadian. it's a lot. Yep. Fresher, uh, better ingredients. Uh, you can get mushrooms there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just hard caca bread like Subway. <laughs> um, Subway eventually mm-hmm. smells like 
nauseating shit because when you work <laughs> in a place where there's only subway and you smell it every day you're like Ugh, like it's just so bad and i don't know it's just so much fake caca nasty <laughs> and not the toppings i want like there's nothing i want there so i'm cutting subway and then Steph, we're benching are you of Eastern European descent? Because nobody no. else uses the word caca. Well, <laughs> I love it. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and benching firehouse subs, I had it twice in my life, including once today. And pretty good, guys. Like, I just don't like that you can't customize anything and you can't pick shit. You just got to pick one off the menu and hope for the best. Like, mm, and it's kind of expensive. Like, mm, it like, is a little mm, pricey. But you'd get a shit ton of meat. And I appreciated that. Uh, haha. But no, it was good. And even though we got two small subs, it was still like 30 bucks. But okay, start Mr. Sub Bench Firehouse Cut Subway. I hate Subway, but I am going <laughs> to start you. them because I have <gasps> Stockholm Syndrome with them. I used to live right beside a Subway and I fuck with the cold cut trio. Like no other. I know what I'm getting with it. Half the time it's not that great. Half the time it still hits really nice. Subway first. Mr. Sub second, I, because like you said, you got you got mushrooms. I I appreciate everything like they offer ingredient wise. I think the subs are a little skinnier, but yeah, pretty good. And I've never really fucked with firehouse. I had once in my life and it was alright. So I'm gonna dance with the devil I know here. As wow. you were describing Subway, I could like taste the edges oh. of the toasted bread, and I'm like, oh, I had shit, it yesterday. Like Subway, you hate There's it, some... and you start it. You're like, Man. I hate, but pizza sub <laughs> from Subway. They've got some their new signature ones. You know, not a sponsor, but the new signature ones they have are actually pretty good. I'll never get okay. any other one than a cold cut. I like avocado. I like that aspect, but mm, okay, no, it's not I... the same. So I'm going to, st- st- okay, there's a firehouse near my office. I've gotten it quite a bit. I really like it. Um, I don't do a sub every, you know, that often. So the extra couple bucks is worth it for a firehouse. They're like the hot ones with turkey and bacon and like onions and lettuce and tomato and their honey mustard. And oh, it's so good. And the bread is so good. Oh my God. You can customize them. You just, it, you have to kind of. It's a little trickier to do. Draw it out for them. Gotcha. Yeah, you got to like go into the menu and customize <laughs> ingredient it. map. Yeah, I liked the a... pickle. It came oh, yeah, with the pickle. The pickle you got, they're so good. Um, and then I'm going soggy. to bench Subway because same reason. It's the devil, you know. I've had so much <sighs> Subway in my life. It's consistent. It's the most. Um, what do you call it? There's the most locations of any fast food restaurant in the world. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Well, yeah, and um, more than McDonald's. At, yeah, it's crazy. There's there's more subways than anything else in the world. Wow, wow. Um, that's why they're so successful. And hmm. uh, there was one Mister Sub across from my high school, but I only went to that high school for a year and a half, so I didn't really get into it that much. And I feel like Mister Subs are a little less common now. They're hard to find too now. And you know what? Yeah. Here's a little tidbit for Ottawa listeners. Fuck all those places. <laughs> Go to Sabuto. If you know Darienzo, <laughs> he's the son of Darienzo, and he's better than the father. And if you get a turkey prosciutto oh. with a little spicy eggplant, that's the best sandwich in Ottawa. Mm. Mm, send me that when I get back. I want to go. Do they so... ship? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> Um, just before we sign off here, if you want to go to another fun hole with, um, with Subway, they, uh, so in South Korea, there are no laws around product placement in TV shows and like how you can advertise things, um, because there aren't commercials in South Korea. Everything is worked into the shows themselves. Interesting. It's odd for us western people that are used to commercial breaks and like you know subtle product placement in shows subway saw a giant market they could fill and apparently every daytime teen soap opera which is a big thing there um 
in in South Korea, they're all very, 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 very sponsored by Subway. Really? So like a ton of the scenes happen in Subways. People are always <laughs> talking about getting Subway. They'll go for Dinner. Subway dates. Like every every date that anyone goes on is at a Subway. It's fucking crazy. That's funny. I'll send you guys a video on it. I'll, I'll put it in the description of this. There's a Fun guy, fact. Uh, Johnny about- Harris, who did an, an awesome video on it. About product placement, I'm doing a movie right now. This is the first time we've ever had to do product placement things in this movie. And it's the biggest pain in the ass in the whole fucking world. Can't stand it. Were you not going to give a shout out because they're not sponsored, but pain in the <laughs> Were ass. Were you on the, uh, the one that we had to do on... I'm trying not to drop too many things. It was one we did with a certain director that we work with in Ottawa as he's from there. Um, we had to do a product placement. And it was the biggest pain in the ass ever. So vague. There, there's like two hour calls on LA just placing little foods. Like, get the fuck out of here, you guys. Yeah, you have to live stream it to them. And yeah, uh-huh, yeah. it's interesting. Are there oh, any uh, K-pops in Subway? K-pop videos? Interesting. Um, That'd be a smart merger. Probably. Like... Look, you can dive into it, and I'll send you guys the thing. But it's it's actually pretty funny, like how intertwined it is with their uh, their TV there. Hmm. hmm. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's end this with well, maybe Leafs Nation. Take a fucking breath. Take let's a get behind breath. here. Let's not jump off the cliff just yet. If they lose, we can start doing that. But uh, keep your feet on the ground for a couple more days, at least. Till Wednesday. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. Just got to stay positive. And we know what this team can do. Uh, It's been a rough playoffs, but hey, it's not over yet. We believe. Just like Mikey D says, believe. You really love this team. Believe, man. Let's let's fucking do it. That's what we waited for. Don't count it out when there's still a game left. Exactly. You wait all season long for wow. these moments. What's the fun in the, the doom and gloom? I just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah. Me either. All right. Well, you heard them. We'll be back. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and in our Discord. Always at Leafs Late Night, where it's never too late for the Leafs. Presented by Inside the Rink, as always. Good night. Bonsoir. Good night. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. I could just hear Darty blaming Brody on that last goal. <laughs> I was yeah. waiting for his WWE music to come in. Hey, yeah, we didn't Marty. get to do uh, Beaner v. Darty round three. That'll have to be next time. Yeah. So, to be so fair... It was Brody. Go ahead, Seth. Sorry. Who, who is yeah, this it was Brody. You were talking chasing. about. <laughs>